I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. It's unfortunate that, uh, you know, everyone missed our big pitch for a sequel to this movie, but oh well. We, we can go back into it because <laughs> yes. I think there's money to be made here. <laughs> okay. So we're thinking <laughs> that, so you, ridiculous. you know, that song that keeps playing, you know, we're like, why that song? Why, yeah, why that song? And our theory is maybe Jane Doe back in the 1600s created the song herself. You know, she was just playing it with her little like ukulele or whatever they had in the 1600. The liar. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck. Yeah, they used. I, don't, I don't know. Like those those weird things that they make out of like animal bones and shit. I mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like an animal bone harp. I don't know. With like an and... abacus out there doing her math and <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? So this girl here was creating beautiful music, and the people of her town were like witchcraft. <laughs> Nothing should sound that beautiful. Of course. And this is why she's pissed off is because someone stole her song and appropriated it throughout the years and she didn't get the royalties. So now she's mm-hmm. pissed. Mm-hmm. And the sequel can be her going after those who made money off off of her song. And she ends up at a funeral home slash recording studio. <laughs> I like how before we got to this point, we were like, oh, this all makes sense. This all is great. And then we could just... <laughs> okay. Because there could be a funeral home director who has dreams bigger than life at a funeral home. Maybe mm. his mother or father, that was their dream, but not mm-hmm. his. And he's this like, I want to be a musician. Six feet under, it's, uh, yeah, uh, David, this is his new new goal. And, uh, yeah, it, there's yeah, why, plenty of why options not? here, you know? And Alan so Ball somehow, can write it, yeah. yeah. The corpse just shows up there because, you know, it seems to just, to just be traveling to funeral home after funeral yeah. home. Causing yeah, it's a very, very, very mobile corpse for being a corpse. <laughs> I mean, what a globetrotter she is. Yeah. Just getting, yeah. I mean, she, she's done more in death than most of us have done in our lives. And she just gets chauffeured around like she's royalty. She does. It's great, yeah. In style. And in style. Yeah. her skin looks flawless. Oh, she porcelain. has an age. Looks great. Wonderful, yeah. Beautiful. She gets What's cut. She comes back together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't bring her down. No. And I feel like she could just, you know, get really mad at this at, at this guy or girl, you know? Let's mm-hmm. get diverse. Let's make it a lady. I don't know. <laughs> or they? Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, don't know. they. I don't know who <laughs> they will be. Anybody. Anyone, bring it really. on. The casting yeah. is endless. The choices, yeah. so many. And so they try to, you know, get even with this person who is trying to take their song once again. Yeah. You know, and then just shit just get just gets just gets real. It's great, yeah, because there's going to be a recording studio and somebody's going to be mm-hmm. mixing and they're going to keep hearing the song come on the radio and you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Record and like, that? What's that? Yeah. It's going to be kind of like the, the scene from Urban Legend uh, where she's like in the studio oh, yeah. and uh, it's going to be great. Having yeah. a little frat boy protein shake, mm-hmm, are you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tara Reid could be in this. There we go. <laughs> What's she Why doing the fuck <laughs> not? Tara Reid as the owner of a funeral home slash recording <laughs> studio. Sci-fi, are you listening? Are you listening? I mean, this is a stronger idea than like half of the stuff they greenlit, so. Come on. 
<laughs> Slumber Party Massacre reboot. What? No, what? This is no. what you need to make. You need to make this. The autopsies <laughs> of Jane Doe. Oh. <laughs> Let's dangle that little idea in front of their noses. Just put it out there in the stratosphere. You know, think about it. You know. <laughs> This really could be a franchise. The I think opportunities so. Opportunities are in- endless. I think so. Because yeah. you can't destroy her. She's like Freddie or Jason or Ma- Mike, Michael Myers. She's like Annabelle in the sense that she does nothing yeah. and yet does she's everything. Like, and yet so much. I mean, her psychic yeah. abilities are unparalleled. Yeah. She can yeah. bring corpses to life, drive people crazy. I mean, yeah. come on. Just also, I hope, I hope you all watch this movie because, you know, obviously we're spoiling sorry. it in the first, like, two yeah. seconds. But, you know, you know go watch it, it. <laughs> obviously. Sorry. Well, I guess including it in witching and bitching yeah, was kind of probably a already spoiler. a pretty big spoiler. <laughs> it's kind of the big twist, really. But <laughs> I don't feel too bad. Our our friends over at Gaylords did the same thing when they did a witch month and they included it. So That's I'm like, you know right. what? That's right. You know what? Yeah. Do what? Do what? <laughs> yeah. It's impossible at this to, like, point you've seen it. Yeah, it's impossible to recommend this movie without, like, mentioning the fact that there's a witch involved because, yeah. like, she's the best part of the movie. So, I, I don't you know. You can't it's... just be like, it's about these two guys at a funeral home and they have a and corpse. Spooky and things stuff happen. gets weird. It's oh, like a weird yeah. movie. Stuff gets scary. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really the only thing you can say without spoiling it. I do think this would make a great play, though. That's what like I was going to say. It's such like a great, like, characters. Yeah, yeah, chamber piece thing. And, yeah, yeah, the isolation vibes. And, yeah, it would be re- really straightforward to do as a play. And you could do a lot it with the be cool. creepy like, sound design and stuff. You could have, like, yeah. little noises off to the side of people in the audience and stuff. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Bring some cor- corpses out into the audience. Yeah. And, like, strobe lights and shit. You never Presented know. in smell-o-vision. You can, like, smell her corpse yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> And that little bell that always rings. Yeah. Oh, have that coming from like the mezzanine and be like, why is it up there? What's happening? Oh, scary. This is like a, a Universal Studios ride now. I'm, oh, my I'm God. Kidding. It's like, the, what was that ride? The uh, Alien Encounter at oh, yeah. Disney World back yeah. in the day? That thing was fucking terrifying. That's, it was so it was scary. Creepy, they took yeah. it away. It yeah. was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It could be a new Disney World att- attraction. There we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I think so. I mean, I saw this in 2016, but I don't remember being in theaters at all, like in the United States. I think it was they, limited. It was one it of those, like, we're going to play yeah. in three theaters somewhere in New York, and that counts yeah. as a theatrical release. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame, because I think if this movie had come out wide, it would have been a huge hit. I think so. I think it's very... It's actually scary. It's very scary. I mean, it at times, I mean, not just with the casting, but there are elements that remind me of like the ring even with just like mm-hmm. we have to like thinking you have to save this person when it ends up being they're the one that's causing your pain and everything you know it's just like yeah. the twist <laughs> of like there's this ghost girl but now it's like a witch woman and it's it really sort of draws from a lot of past things but uh it, it's very simple you know it, it very, very straightforward so. story and uh the it's character like driven location, stuff really. yeah character driven stuff with the, the father and son i think is what really what drives it really too it actually works, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming that's why they they got this sort of caliber of actors, because yeah. I mean you you don't really see these two in a lot of horror films usually. No. No. They tend to do more like you know big dramas and stuff, but I'm sure they were like you know this has a little more meat on it than some of the other horror stuff, so why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh, sort of beat about the mother had died and. Um... He tried everything he could to save her, and now he feels guilty about it. So now he's going to mm-hmm. bring some of that over to this this witch woman, and thinking that she must have been a victim too, even though that's never really 
like established that that was, that's really what happened. That's just what he yeah. he thinks happened. Um, just assuming. Yeah, based on his own experiences and everything. But yeah, it's it's uh, there's definitely even though it does seem fairly simple, there's a lot of little uh, details and just like all the details yeah. involved in the autopsy as they're going through and you know mm-hmm. talking about every little thing that has to happen. It's like somebody did the research for this. I would assume. Absolutely. It seems yeah. It is. It's very painstakingly recreated all mm-hmm. the process they have to go through and the cracking yeah. of the ribs and the, yeah. uh, it's nasty it's gross 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 uh yeah so yeah. we picked it for uh week three here of still witching and bitching month it's always witching because and bitching month we're still we'll witching never, and bitching we'll never yeah. stop i mean we'll never we're, stop. We're, we're just not yeah we never it's sleep. not gonna happen yeah. yeah we never sleep we never stop <laughs> we just <laughs> That's life in a pandemic for you, right there. But it won't stop. <laughs> Just call us Samara Squared. Yeah. Well, why not? That's a good band band name. I that could so. be the band name of the band in the sequel that are okay. recording Samara Squared. Yeah, because she never gets a name in this movie other than Jane Doe. So yeah, I guess just the Jane Doe's. I don't know. I'm gonna call her Tabitha. Tabitha. Um, okay. I guess because she, she's a witch. I don't know. I just All right. It's a good. It's a good name for a witch. All right. Tabby. <laughs> What are the ones from uh, the uh, Crucible? Uh, Goody Proctor and yeah, oh, the all the goodies Proctors. and stuff. Yeah, John Proctor and the, is there like a Sarah or something? Yeah, I there's. I, I'm trying to remember all these names. That, that sounds right. You know, the biggest news is news that I'm sure everybody knows about by now. By the time this airs, with Halloween Kills. Yes, that's a thing that's happening. Peacock. Peacock. So peacock. fucking random. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like what? Peacock. That's. Not like Netflix or HBO no. Max. I yeah, just I think a lot of people talk. feel cheated because it's like they they had waited a whole year when they could have put yeah. this thing out. Like, but mm-hmm. you know, everybody thought the pandemic was going to be done by now, so it's you know, it's yeah. or at least we would have <laughs> managed it. You know, uh, jokes yeah, on y'all. Smarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, y'all haven't hung out with humans in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> few millennia. <laughs> the like. 50% of people who voted for Donald Trump, you haven't hung out <laughs> yeah. with them, you know? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, they're still around, yeah. drinking their horse medicine. Yeah. Ugh. Sterilizing themselves, though, which is wonderful. Apparently. I'm so glad yeah. they're getting sterilized. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a nice bonus. So if they do survive, they won't have kids. <laughs> it's like, what's the end game here? Like, you're going <laughs> to kill everyone off before the midterm so then like you won't have the votes to do or are you just going to try to extend the virus out long enough to the point where democrats will stay home or something I'm like what is your end game here i don't get it it's like yeah i don't think they get the idea that like we're gonna try to be safe and yeah. they're not so right. the odds they're of the ones dying are, gonna are a little greater here. yeah yeah so you know what let them do their thing baby yeah. dream your dream but yeah i don't know what to think yeah. about i don't either thing. i mean I'll probably still go see it in the theater because the last few times I've been to one, it's been like three other people in there and they actually take the time to like make sure oh, everything's good. on the up and up. So I'm like, oh, well, it might not be that bad. The reviews look, I don't know. You can never really tell with reviews. I mean, people are just saying it's yeah. like mean and, but I'm like, the first one was pretty mean too. So I don't, I don't know. Like, Well, it's really strange that it's people that really loved the last one that are like, this one's yeah. a big step down. So I'm like, Maybe I'll actually love this one. <laughs> Maybe. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so people are talking about like how dark and mean it is. I'm like, Michael Myers kills a kid in the first like five minutes of the last one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, calm down. A little gay like, kid for that yeah. matter. He just wanted to go dancing. <laughs> yeah. That's all he wanted to do. 
Let the boy dance. Let the boy dance. Let's hear it for the bar. No. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I guess Orphan First Kill was picked up by Paramount. So that'll probably be on Paramount Plus, I assume, I at some point. Uh, I guess Warner was like, we don't want that orphan in our stable anymore. I guess. That's yeah. about. It's weird. But now, just re- like, don't get too excited because Julia Stiles, who stars in, did say it's a psychological thriller so <laughs> i think we need to take our expectations and okay tweak them because julia styles said it and uh, i want to believe her ugh, julia styles i'm like julia you know we're at a time now when horror is not a bad word you can say yeah it. it's, it's okay it's, it's mainstream like the only thing showing in theaters anymore is horror films and superhero <laughs> movies so i think you're okay to... <laughs> that's so true <laughs> Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so I guess that's going straight to streaming. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking it was expect. a series originally for some reason, but I guess it's a movie, so Ooh, we'll see. I wouldn't mind that. <clears throat> yeah. Esther on the run. Yeah, for like nine episodes of yeah. breakneck white knuckle fun. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode she's in, in a new house <laughs> haunting new people. <laughs> she just goes around. <laughs> Hello, my name is Esther. And they're like, oh. What a delightful child it is. <laughs> you know, we heard about this, uh, Esther, in a couple towns over. You're not related to her, are you? Who, like, caused some mayhem before. <laughs> it's like, no. That was no. my sister, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> not much else, you know, going on here. The uh, yeah, couple movies are much. coming to VOD next month that I missed. Like, The Night House. I want to see that. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that Shyamalan that. old movie that I hear very polarizing things about, but it's yeah. also a Shyamalan movie, so that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't bother with it in theaters, but yeah. I guess I'll yeah. check it out yeah. uh, once it's here. Yeah. But we did both see Malignant, yes. Oh, yes, we did. Yes. yes. And I watched that on HBO Max because I've, <laughs> I'm already too. paying for that, so sorry, Same. but, you know, I'm not going to feel guilty about it because, again, I'm already paying for it. Yeah, I mean, they get money from streaming right i don't know yeah i would hope so i guess i guess yeah, <laughs> whatever I we can tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like three cents per minute or something i i, yeah. I don't know yeah. i don't know how yeah. this all works blame the like studio not the consumers yeah. who are just you know trying to get by here uh, exactly it is i supported something it. else <laughs> oh my god like it was just sort of going along and i yeah. was like this yeah. is okay it's right, fine right. Mm-hmm. i'm not going to remember it much after it's done yes and then came the last 30 minutes yeah and holy fuck balls y'all this movie brings so much insanity to these last 30 minutes i can't even it's like you don't want to spoil it but i don't yeah. think you can really spoil it because it's so ridiculous right. that if you were to tell people they'd be like that's a joke right that's not really yeah. what happens <laughs> It just no. feels like something that we haven't seen in mainstream horror for so long. Because oh, yeah. It, especially from everything last decade was so fucking serious. Or mm-hmm. it was like dark comedy stuff like, you know, Happy Death Day. But for the most part, it was so yeah. like somber and slow burn and A24. And this mm-hmm. like kind of starts out that way. Like you said, it's like, right. you know, kind of a, I mean, it has sort of a Dark Castle vibe at times, but it's still like mm-hmm. serious minded for a good portion of it. And yeah, it feels kind of Jalo inspired. Although I'm, I'm sick of every new horror movie recently being like, 
oh, it's yeah. a modern Jalo. I'm like, you know, calm down. It's uh, like, oh, <laughs> you put a red filter on a light in, in a scene? Yeah. Okay, that's not really Jalo, but... It's okay. usually people that I feel like have never seen an actual Jalo who are making these comparisons, but, you know. Yeah, because, like, t- t- to me, a Jalo is just basically, like, an Agatha Christie murder mystery with a little bit more gore and, like, sleaze, yeah. basically. It's not yeah, most... really... Most Jalo don't that have extreme. a ton of supernatural stuff. To, I mean, yeah. some, but, like, most of them yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, like, even Suspiria, I don't consider to be one. It's just... No, no. it's Because it's... What is Suspiria, really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's supernatural. It's own genre, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this yeah, look, is like, I mean, yeah. It felt, at first, like it was another insidious film. Because even yes. the house kind of looked like one from one of those movies. And I was like, this feels like it's going to be like that. And I feel well, like the, he intentionally yeah. did that to kind of, like, fuck with everybody. <laughs> well, we, first you turn on, and you get this, like, ridiculous... I, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but this ridiculous yeah. opening scene that, like, terrible acting. And you're like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? But then it transitions, and like you said, into this, like, insidious kind of vibe. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what the trailers made it look like. It's going to be, right. you know, this kind of... Uh, another <laughs> conjuring 10, you know, uh, yeah. but, and then things just kind of play out. And, uh, at times there's like a little bit of like a saw vibe with this killer mm-hmm. who's like, you're like, what the fuck's going on? And it's, it's more of a slasher than anything else, which is interesting, yeah. I guess. I mean, there, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there are some like deep red vibes a little bit in terms yeah. of like yeah. the homages and everything. And, uh, but yeah, that last 30 minutes, it's like, just becomes a totally different movie. And I was, uh, <laughs> I was laughing and just just at the sheer audacity of yeah. everything happening. Yes. I was like, yeah. this is what happens when you get a filmmaker who makes billions of dollars for mm. a studio with his films. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Just have some fun. Here's a just few do mil. You want. Do what you want. And he fucking did. He was yeah. like, I'm just going to make this crazy movie. It feels like a movie that like film Mirage would make back in mm-hmm. it. Italy in the 80s or early 90s it's so weird yeah it's like oh my god yeah it's like something you would find on your direct video uh, like go walk in the video store and seeing this thing Mm -hmm. out there but yeah it it, yeah and like you said he can get away with it because he makes so much fucking money that the studio is like you know do whatever the hell you want and like he really (laughs) is like I mean I'm not even like the biggest James Wan fan but like he is the most influential horror filmmaker of the past 20 years like i can't think oh, of anyone totally. who yeah. has i mean because he kicked off the whole torture porn thing in the 2000s mm-hmm. and then he kicked off the whole supernatural slog yep. fest in the 2010s it's like this guy i mean there's nobody he, like the only one who even comes close probably is like Shyamalan, and even he is so like hit or miss that yeah. like he never really you know uh it's, it's hard to really put him on that level but yeah in terms of commercial That's true filmmaking like uh, this guy just constantly is bringing in money so it's I hope we at least get some, like, silly, campy horror again, because, again, it's been sorely lacking over the past decade, for, mm-hmm. if, like, really, two decades, really. The last time we had, like, a campy period was, like, the late 90s, I would say. But, yeah, it's it, it's it's just really something. It, there's a lot of homages to some films that I, I don't really want to mention because yeah. it will spoil it, but... Uh, yeah, there's... There, yeah. Like, the whole twist is an, is an homage to one particular film. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that will remain nameless because it just spoils everything. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. But yeah, it's, no, it's, it's no. different. And it took some chances, like we say. It takes some swings. Yeah. And uh, we like that. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Take some big swings. Lord. And from a very unusual source. Like, just I would not expect James Wan to make something so yeah. wonky like this. You know? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, go check it out. It's it's out there. Yeah. If you got HBO Max or go to the theater or, you know, do whatever. <clears throat> It's it's worth and if you Whatever hate it, you know happy. that's uh 
how it goes. You, you know? can blame Sometimes. us. Blame you can blame us. us. We'll take the you blame. Know? Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if we led you astray. <laughs> Sometimes we do that, and I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I mean, just go in with a fucking open mind. That's all I can yeah. say. If, if if you go in again expecting a serious-minded horror film, you're probably gonna hate it. But like, if you're open to, I, I will say this much: is that the trailers did not spoil anything. No. Of the last act at all. No. All right. So, 2016. Nothing happened that year, right? Not a thing. <laughs> Boring time. Boring, Boring time, time to be alive. Yeah. Um, Dull. As you all know, we elected our first female president. Uh, she was in office for four years. Uh, Democrats controlled Congress all four of those years. It was wonderful. We prevented a uh, pandemic from happening. We've been living in prosperity for the past year and a half. Jesus Christ. This is like the ending of the movie Clue. It's like it could have happened yeah. this way or this <laughs> way. It could have happened. Unfortunately. Choose your own did not. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Choose your own America. Yeah. No a good said, motto for a president, you know. Yeah, Choose yeah. your own Choose America. Your, Choose your own. America. Just make it me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Basically. Jerry Blanks. Yeah, <laughs> running. If you're going to reach for a star, make sure you reach for the lowest one you can find. <laughs> I stole the TV. Yeah, it was an uh, interesting time there. Uh, uh, still kind of in that conjuring phase that we were kind of just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that kind of dominated that decade until I'd say toward the end, I think we kind of started getting that kind of... um. Uh, folk horror vibe. Folk horror There's that word again. Folk horror vibe. <laughs> I can't wait for my folk horror box set. I... <laughs> folk horror yes. <laughs> if I keep saying it, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I really hope there's a category of porn somewhere that's just folk horror. Folk horror. <laughs> I would be really disappointed if that's not uh... a thing. The Wicker Man of cocks. I don't know. I don't know. The Wicker Man's cock. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, five years ago at this point, also, which is nuts to think about. Um, Weird. What the this hell? Whole, I think this movie premiered in September of that year. So actually, we're about at the mm. fifth anniversary here, which is crazy. Um, wow. I think that was at a like festival or something, though. Uh, good decade for witches. Um, it was. Mm-hmm not as campy as the 90s and late 80s there but like very serious minded witches like well lords of salem's pretty campy but like in its own way (laughs) um and i mean the conjuring had a ghost witch i guess and the witch and uh suspiria 2018 and um the love witch which is weird uh one called witching and bitching which we are not covering even though that's the name of the month but false advertising sorry that's how it goes (laughs) maybe next time around um Maybe uh, that, I never saw that Hagazusa one. I know that one was kind of witchy. I haven't either. I heard it was like super slow. Me too. I was like, <laughs> am I in the mood for it? I don't know. Yeah. Is that the one that's like 15 hours long or something? I don't remember. It could be, or feels like it at least. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm like, I, I know, know she has I'm a baby and epic. some bad things happen, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's in German. Well, that sounds thrilling, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Who is? She has a baby and bad things happen. That's called parenting, okay? That's also the plot to look who's talking. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of witches on TV, too. There is, like, you know, American Horror Story and uh, Witches of East End and Salem and Sabrina and 
uh, the Charmed reboot and other things. Yeah, shit, they're having a lot of witches. It's another one of those things that tends to come in cycles, like everything with horror. It seems like, you know, you'll have a period where you have a lot of something, and then they go away for a while, and they come back. And Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking back to that weird late 2000s vampire twilight trend when it was like everyone oh, was God. making all these vampires alan ball was like i'll take a stab at that and kevin williamson was like yeah why not you know and, it's like, um, i did not enjoy that period <laughs> i just i don't know i was like this is ridiculous it's mainly twilight's fault it, True it's blood like was fun but i, True I, mean, blood was fun. I don't can't really i don't know the uh vampire diaries had moments actually in the early seasons but it was one of those things where it was like kevin williamson came and then he left like yeah. after a season or two so it's that's just i don't know so they he didn't lock him in a closet that. like they did with dementia yeah 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 so like you're free to go i mean it was a teen show but you know it was it, it kept my yeah. attention well enough until he left and it was like eh. but yeah it was it was all twilight's fault because th- that was the mm-hmm. worst and yet it was the one that was the most popular and then uh, it was oh, it was just a, a weird time weird time yeah i mean it was uh, well, so a lot of witches coming to power in this period and kind of owning their femininity and uh uh i don't know uh just causing havoc you know this movie directed by norwegian filmmaker andre over over quite a name uh scary stories scary stories to tell in the dark and troll hunter both of which are pretty fun um he's also directing an upcoming dracula film called last voyage of the demeter or demeter demeter i think it's demeter we'll go with that i think it's demeter i think demeter demeter and an adaptation of stephen king's the long walk so we'll see when these actually Mm -hmm. come to fruition but they're out there this was his first English language film. Doesn't feel like it. Script's, mm-hmm. script's solid here. It's by um, Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang, who wrote uh, Eli, which I've not seen. Uh, some Fear the Walking Dead stuff. Uh, Dead of Summer, which was an interesting little uh, horror teen series that lasted like a second. Even though The Conjuring did not do a ton for me, Overdahl said that was a major inspiration for this just because he said it was a classical horror movie that came out at a time when all the movies were trying to do a lot of different stuff and uh, suddenly it was like getting back to the basics. He wanted to find a script that was pure horror and found this one, which was on the annual blacklist. So you know it's good. Sometimes. (laughs) Usually. Usually. Every now and then you're like, that was on that list for that, that long? That was on good the list, yeah. yeah. Really? It's like, if they were all good, they would just all be used, I feel like, but, you know. That, you would think. You would think. think. Every now Must... and then you find a good little gem in there, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Martin Sheen was initially cast as Tommy here. Oh. Uh, but then he pulled out. Um, would have been interesting, but. I could know. see it. Yeah, I could yeah, see that. I could see it. I could see it. There were some prosthetics used, but for the most part, uh, you know, that actress olwyn kelly was just there the whole time and uh good for her probably the hardest Seriously? well i would say definitely the hardest How role the in this really i mean can you do that like yeah. not breathing for that long just not she was some kind of yoga expert so she was she, she was oh able to God. do some like circular breathing type stuff but yeah it's it's nuts what the hell it's nuts because yeah. that is one of the toughest things to do is to play dead like because yeah. you're gonna show some signs of life and right it's just and to do it for that long yeah Ooh. Yeah, she, mm. like, you can't blink or anything either. It's like, it just, uh, I yeah. can't even imagine. Or Twitch. And there are times. Yeah. I mean, she deserves an Oscar just for that. I think so, yeah. I mean. That's a damn skill. And her, like, torso is, like, propped up a lot of the times. And, like, it just yeah, seems so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And, uh, yeah. my gosh. Ugh. Filmed in England. Sorry to really? ruin the, yeah, American um, exterior, folks. <laughs> we only talk about American films on this podcast, <laughs> okay? 
We like good wholesome films like Mausoleum. Okay. So okay. don't you bring this fucking British shit in here with like their freedom like, fries. You're like a mixture between like a hick and Mr. Garrison. Okay. 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 So released at least somewhere in the U.S. on December 21st, 2016. Uh, It grossed $6 I don't know how much it cost to make. Probably not much. I wouldn't think, anyway, but... uh, You would think. I I, I would think, like, maybe 5 mil at the most. Yeah, that seems about right. I mean, because nothing... Even most of the, like, effects are just because it's so dark. And, yeah, yeah, the fire stuff, yeah, that could could be... Some lights explode, I guess that's... Yeah, yeah. Pyrotechnics. Just like a good old-fashioned ghost story. I like that. Um, It is. It really is. Critics pretty positive for the most part, too, which is nice. It doesn't happen too often, so that's good. Good for uh, them. 87% Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. I Um, support that. Good for Rotten Tomatoes for once. For once, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They say... uh, Got it right. The consensus is the autopsy of Jane Doe subverts the gruesome expectations triggered by it, triggered by its title to deliver a smart, suggestively creepy thriller that bolsters director Andre Overdahl's growing reputation. Great. Yeah, that is a great summarization. I think so. I think so. Uh, our buddy Joe Lipset over at Bloody Disgusting gave it five out of five stars, and he said. Uh, Overdahl masterfully balances the requisite gore with some well-earned jump scares and a foreboding sense of doom. There we go. Oh, um, right on the money, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe made the Wikipedia page, so good for Joe. <laughs> Look at you, Joe. Look at you go. Uh, Variety said it was taut um, and sly and also somewhat sly. funny. Which I would say there's a little bit of humor in this. There's not that I mean, much, but there's a little funny. bit. It's not that yeah. funny. I mean... <laughs> I mean I mean, when the like radio comes on, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, this song again." But you know, there's yeah. not there's not that much humor in this. Yeah. Uh, not really? No. I mean, there's that that joke about the the notebook, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I went to see the notebook with your mom. Like, okay, yeah. like it's it's cute, but it's not it's like cute. it's very oh! natural. It's very naturalistic. This is how people talk, yeah. you know. And people it's are naturally kind of yeah. kind of funny, you know. It's like yeah. This father and son have been working together forever, and they know each other, and they know how to make each other, you know, laugh every once in a while because their their job is so macabre that, like, you know, exactly, they have to have laugh to at a bit, you know, have a little bit of fun with it. And even our beloved Amber Atkins had to do a tap dance mm-hmm. while she did her mortu- mortuary work. Mm-hmm. You got Amber, have some fun with it, you know. There's been a fire. <laughs> no, she's just screaming, "Mom, mom!" Because she's got Tourette's. Got Tourette's. <laughs> she's a Nets kid, you idiot. <laughs> I'll be right behind you in the hearse. Don't let that worry you, Annette. <laughs> Take the best line. <laughs> yeah, you know, like we said, it's it's just very deliberate, and I love how everything just unfurls slowly, and you're trying to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, hopefully, you watched this and didn't know about the witch thing. But if you did, sorry. And if we told you, sorry. But oh well. Sorry about uh, it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't think that is the only reason to watch this movie. So there is absolutely that, not. You know. Because it's not one of those movies that even after I've seen once, I can't enjoy again because I know the twist. Like I still enjoy it every time exactly. I watch it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, this was this was my second time to wa- watch it, and and yeah. uh, and I still enjoyed it just as much. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, those scares are still really good. They're creepy. Scares are really good, and like the attention to detail, and you notice mm-hmm. more. I think the second time, second and third, mm-hmm. whenever time around, and uh, yeah, I just, and just really great isolation vibes, and um, absolutely. Okay kind of pontypool-esque in that regard of just like being stuck in this like single location and like uh 
like are they going crazy or is there actually magic at work here i would mm-hmm. hope there's actually magic at work here because i don't like those really reads but you know uh yeah. Like there's there's one read of this movie. To do. They got magic to do. You've got to believe we are magic. <laughs> Nothing can stand in our way. This movie doesn't have as many jazz hands as I'd hoped. I mean, no, I think they should have had some. You know, no, no. If she like leaped up on the table and and was like, "Look at the next trick I got for you, suckers," <laughs> and did some little jazzy hand moves. That'd be great. That'd be good, but that's <laughs> maybe for the, the sequel, se- though. The that's sequel, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want. I want a prequel where, like, the cast of hair yes. comes out and it's like, let the sun shine, let the She's sun like, that's shine. that's the wrong song. I believe you mean this song. <laughs> and then she burns them all to death, all the hippies <laughs> <laughs> going up in flames. It's a hippie we- weenie roast. Just... Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on here? Well, so, you know, there's this murder that is found by the police and, and mm-hmm. on the crime scene, there's this body in the basement that's like kind of half buried in this stuff. And they're like, wow, this body looks really in good condition. There's no stabbing marks. There's no strangulation marks. It looks very clean. So they take it to this mortuary that's run by this father and son. Yeah, um, and there was Austin some weird stuff at this this house where like it seemed like people were trying to get out. And yeah. uh, it's a weird murder scene. It doesn't make scene. any sense. So, uh, nobody has yeah. any idea what's going on here. Yeah, and yeah the they don't know just... who killed who or if it's a yes. breaking in entering thing or what. It's all yeah, a nobody mystery. Any... I like it's Michael McElhatton as the sheriff here. He's a good little mm-hmm. character here. He has a, a, I don't know, brusqueness to him. I don't know. There's something to no. him. <laughs> I think you're in love, Kevin. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so this is love. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so they take this body in and Austin the the son he is um he's kind of in a rush cuz he's got this girlfriend named Emma and they're supposed to go out to to to, to eat and go to the movies and stuff and have a good old time and she shows I like how up the, and the names are kind of reversed from what you might expect like Tommy feels like it would be a kid's name whereas Tommy yeah, is like the yeah. adult here and Austin's the son exactly. kind of interesting it's yeah kind of weird yeah um and uh and Austin's like a little nervous to leave his father alone. He seems like he's kind of in a kind of delicate mood. And of course, we learn later on that his mother just re- recently died, and there's all kinds of stuff with that. And it sounded um, like she committed suicide. It was implied yeah, in a way, and that yeah, exactly. and that that the, the dad feels really bad about it because he didn't see what's right in his, front of his face, and. Mm-hmm. They both have issues, and the dad, I think, uh, doesn't like to show when something is wrong and just kind of ignores mm-hmm. the problem, um, which right. becomes sort of a running theme throughout this movie of him just mm-hmm. thinking that he he's the skeptic and Austin is more of the believer and wants to believe that something is wrong. It's very X-Files set up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, Emma kind of wants to see a body. You know, she really yeah. wants to see a body. <laughs> yeah. She's a little freaky. And, uh, and they open up the... Um, the freezer with all the bodies and there's one that had his face blown off with a gun yeah. and there's this little bell tied to his uh, his toe and she's like what's that about and Tommy's like it's a superstition that we kind of carried on throughout the years because they wanted to make sure that the corpses were dead back in the day so they would tie this bell there so if the bell made a noise they would know whoopsie we made a mistake this person's not actually dead yeah and that bell comes little, back a lot it's a little plot device and yeah you know yeah it's, uh, you know uh, uh, what what uh, the the, the uh, uh, 
I can't think of what it's called now. Of mm-hmm. course, I, my mind's blank. Uh, not Schrodinger, not Schrodinger's cat. The other thing, the uh, oh, the, uh, Chekhov's, uh, gun. Uh, Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. God damn You it. know that bell's gonna come back. Yes. It's you gonna know that bell's gonna come back at some yes. point. Yes, and it does with a vengeance. Yeah. And so then they get this body in of this Jane Doe and he's like, sorry, Mm -hmm. babe, I can't go out. Like maybe we can go out a little bit later, just kind of come back about, you know, 10 or 11 and then we'll go back out. And she's like, okay, fine. Cause like he really doesn't want to leave his dad to, to do this all by himself because the cop is like, we need this autopsy tonight. A ASAP. Yeah. And this is like probably going to be one of the last, once he does with his dad or something because he's about mm-hmm. to tell him that he wants to leave the yeah. father-son business and uh, so the timing is pretty you know shitty here but it's really uh, bad and there's a storm of brewing too like a really bad storm outside there seems to be to yes a storm of brewing crazy. outside yes yes it's crazy and so they start to cut into this corpse and they're yeah. like what's wrong with her and they start to see that like her heart is all screwed up and there's so many things here. It's like the her yeah, lungs are blackened. Like lungs she's are blackened. Burned uh, there's alive. Like cuts in her nether regions and like yeah, uh, yeah. her tongue's been cu- cut out. Tongue's been cut out. There's a molar missing. Yeah, and then eventually they and then they find yeah. the molar wrapped up in her stomach in this shroud of some sort. Yeah, that has a Bible verse from Leviticus. Yeah, like what the hell? And what I love is that they have like this whole wall of books to like find all this stuff out you know yeah and yeah. there's also a flower that she sw- swallowed yes. that they discover only is from up north so they're like how did she come here from up north like how did she get the flower yeah. in there what's going there's, on there's like peat under her fingernails which you don't yeah. find in the area and like, yeah the, the jimson that. weed which is notable mm-hmm. because it's a hallucinogenic weed so you can make the whole argument this whole a lot of this movie is just them under the effects of uh, hallucinogenic substance i don't really like that because first of all they're not really like ingesting the weed they're just like no they just seeing it. pulled yeah. it out of her yeah they yeah. didn't like so i don't really buy snort that it or something yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> i don't like that interpretation take it nope. back <laughs> take it back <laughs> and then like they slice open her skin and they see that her skin has like all these markings and like incantations and shit like that's mm-hmm. a weird part right yeah that that whole scene yeah and as they keep trying to discover what's going on here, like the lights start to flicker and like the radio keeps cutting on with that song about the sunshine yeah. and shit. It's, it's a very, very weird. It would make an interesting like audio drama too, because so much of it is just oh, like yeah. the creepiness with the radio and like the cracking bones and everything else is just oh, it's so mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. And then at some point, like the lights go out and then when they come back on, like some of the corpses in the freezer are gone and they're like what's happening what's yeah. going on yeah and like the cat that they have i think its name's like stanley or something right? yeah yeah the cat is discovered mm-hmm. dead and it's just like oh there's so yeah, much it's going sad. on it's like really injured so they have to snap its neck and put it out of its misery oh, which is always so sad, sad. But, oh yeah. poor little kitty yeah. Yeah. and um and yes, so then like they're trying to get out and they can't get out because the elevator won't won't freaking work and stuff and yeah because yeah did you, you said i think you said that those lights explode yeah so yeah. yeah they try to get out and uh Didn't at some point he gets like in yeah some room. office and he gets touched by something an angel and, yeah an, an angel yes <laughs> of death De- del reese shows yeah. up and it's like hey yeah. um <laughs> yeah it, it like swirls him around the room and then he starts to have this weird like growth on his stomach it's like some sort of 
thing that yeah. keeps growing and I, I can't tell if it's like the like mark it looks like markings from mm-hmm. whatever like we're in her body too so well yeah that yeah. would make sense i guess because mm-hmm. like she's I, trying to make them to feel what she went yeah okay w- yes, went yes. through and that's what i was going through um, yes yes because they're all getting and, uh, yeah uh, they're starting to feel like and he comes up with this whole story concocting fact that well well they they somehow discover that she is probably from the salem witch trials because mm-hmm. all these things point back to that only he comes yeah. up with this story out of nowhere really that like yeah. oh actually there weren't any witches back then they were all just innocent mm-hmm. women and this girl was probably made into a witch because they did all the shitty things to her which is right. an interesting theory but there's nothing really to support that like really i, I think it's really, really i think it's his yeah. guilt over the fact that he let his wife die so now he's assuming that every person he can't save is like someone uh mm-hmm. in need essentially like like she is the wrong party here even though she might just be an evil witch like let's right. be real yeah. i don't know um or or not we, even evil so much yeah. she, she could she could just be you know uh, a witch who was burnt and whatever and you yeah. know and and did all this all these shitty things too and now she's getting her revenge mm-hmm. like um yeah she's yeah, like that witch necess- in uh superstition you know yeah yeah doesn't necessarily mean angry then she, angry now yeah exactly yeah like I, I i don't know i just don't know where he gets this like whole idea that like she was maybe yeah, she didn't have any power and now she does because of that like it's that's a weird kind of plot point for me but everything else yeah okay. just kind of jumps to that conclusion doesn't he yeah. he's like hmm. yeah and uh at some point they're they're stuck in the elevator and they hear someone yeah. come in and they think yeah. it's one of the the zombie corpses and they have this yeah. axe and tommy hits the corpse with the axe and then when they look and they see who's on the floor it's emma austin's Mm -hmm. girlfriend and they're like oh shit oh shit like what the fuck is happening and that's when they kind of realize okay there's there's some evil shit going on here like this is not good it's pretty tragic and and like yeah yeah, it's sad he all like loses his shit and he's like you know crying on the floor there and uh oh emil yeah yeah and that's when they decide that they have to like i guess finish up this autopsy at least so they will have an idea of how to potentially beat her and that's where he comes up with the whole theory of um Mm -hmm. you know she was live during the salem witch trials and maybe she was a witch maybe she wasn't a witch we don't know but uh and then they're like maybe we can't save her let's just douse her with a bunch (laughs) of like formaldehyde and catch her on fire and see what happens big mistake and huge (laughs) 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 in the words of julia roberts um and the fire starts and her body goes up in flames and then the flames carry to the floor to the ceiling ceiling whole place is on fire fire the roof is to, on fire it's like it's a party and they have to you know use a, the fire extinguisher but she doesn't need a fire extinguisher she magically just restores to what she was they're like yeah. oh no oh no what yeah, are we she, gonna do yeah uh, she still looks pretty porcelain and uh nothing's yeah wrong here and he decides that the only way maybe he can save them is if he offers himself up to her even though he she was yeah. already planning on killing him anyway so whatever mm-hmm. and <laughs> and so it so seems like, like you know he's being heroic here and uh she mm-hmm. snaps his ankles and his wrists and then hers start healing nasty, yeah. which is kind of a fun yeah. little thing um mm-hmm. it's then, like a um, human voodoo doll there and yeah you know. yeah it's oh it's icky and austin stabs tommy with a scalpel to you know yeah complete it yeah. And then you kind of think, okay, I guess everything's all right. Because then you hear the cop like, hey, I'm outside. I'm trying to get this this storm door open upstairs. And so mm-hmm. um, Austin runs upstairs and tries to get it open. And, and he's like, it's not opening and stuff. And then the cop 
Pope's voice starts to, ch- to change a bit and he starts to sing that song and you're like, oh no, that's not yeah. the cop. Nope. That's a figment of this this Jane Doe trying to trip him up. Yeah. And then he sees the corpse of his father, which pushes him over the balcony and plummets to his death on the floor. It is a mean ending. It is. And yet it's kind of earned. I'm like, I'm not upset about it. I'm like, you know, like it's, it makes sense for the movie. I guess it makes sense in the context of her being this vengeful witch. And yeah, uh, it, it's sad because they weren't really doing anything wrong, but they were no, just got in the way like nice, essentially, nice you know, people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think uh, that's why this works is that like no one is at each other's throat in this movie. Like everyone's pretty yeah. nice. Like they're just no- yeah. normal folks. And it's really sad to see them go. Cause they're, they're nice. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time, essentially, you yeah. know, it's sad. Uh, um, and I, and then, you know, it's the next day and the cops are like, what the fuck happened here? Like, this is another crazy case. Like the one yeah. yesterday, what's going on? Like, yeah. and they're like, let's just take her body to the next cat cow county like the cop is like i don't want her in my county get her out of here mm-hmm. and they load her up in the back and and the guy that's driving the vehicle like starts to hear that song and yeah her toe makes a little twitching sound and then yeah you get credits the sense, you get the sense that like she's done this before and she's going to keep doing it until she's back to full strength and mm-hmm. um that'll be like part six and, uh, Ooh, that's a good, good idea. Yeah, Jane Doe she, lives. She gets stronger. Yeah, yeah. I like she that. Gets struck by a lightning and finally comes back to life and uh, uh, goes to Camp Crystal Lake and causes star. some. Yeah, becomes a pop star. <laughs> uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great it's, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's definitely one of my favorites from last decade, and uh, absolutely still doesn't really get the respect that it deserves and uh, it doesn't hope that will change people don't talk about it too much um, i find that shameful i just like all the little character beats and uh the relationship between this father and the son and how like yeah. it's just it's it really is a tragedy because it's like mm-hmm. he was on his way out of this you know place uh and he was gonna leave his father well not leave his father but you know go do something else and uh, yeah and just as he decided to do this this tragic thing happens and you know he gets killed uh, both of them get killed and uh and the father is really tragic figure too because yeah. his wife died and he probably had a hand in that in the sense that it sounds like he kind of ignored her and didn't really mm-hmm. pay attention to her and didn't see what was right in front of his face. Or at least that's how he yeah. feels. And so he feels this sort of guilt that he has to then apply to pretty much everything else in his life. So when this mm-hmm. you know young woman comes into his life, he's like, oh, this must be an innocent young woman who was you know tortured back in the uh, Salem witch trials and it turned into this horrible thing. And they should have done more. But it's like maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Maybe it's just his yeah. like guilt, you know, coming through there. And it's got a lot under the surface for being such a it does deceivingly simple little movie here. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's ninety minutes. Like it's it's a pretty yeah, it's short. short. Very movie, short, yeah, and the pacing's yeah. great. I mean, it's it is. it's a slow burn, but in yeah. a good way. It's not, yeah, like no, nothing's happening. A lot of stuff's always yeah. happening. You know? Yes, it's one of those. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I've heard people say they don't really like the ending. I don't know. Like, really? I, I think it's fine. I, I, I mean, I how don't... would they have wanted it to end with? Like, yeah, did you not want her to be a rainbows? witch or something? Or, yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, like. I don't... I don't get it. Some people are know. odd. They are. Uh... They're like, I wish everyone had survived, and then um, G- Jesus came and took Jane Doe to heaven, and everyone <laughs> went out for ice cream. I'm like, that sounds really boring. Congrats on that. 
This is why we're, we're glad you are not making movies, person. <laughs> Thank God you don't own a studio, person. Yeah. Thank God. God's not dead, part seven. <laughs> God's not deader. Deader. God's still not dead. God's always where, where, not dead. Where are the horror parodies of those movies? Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working. <laughs> Children of Sin coming soon. You'll see. <laughs> Can't wait. Aren't they Can't still wait. making those? They're still making. Yeah, them, I think so. Right? Are they on like part five or six now? And they get these like weird <laughs> Christian B actors that you that you forget about even exist until they. Christy come Swanson back. is. <laughs> Kurt Cameron God's is. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo <laughs> stars. Oh, God. I'm like wow. Scott yeah, yeah. Bayo believes God's not dead. Do you? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> God. His career might be, but God's not. Oh wow. Yeah, I think I think this is the most recent film we've covered, so that's that's is fun. It? Oh wow. So. We did um Lords of Salem, also witchy, but uh, That's true. That was, was like 2013. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. You know, oh. I, I do believe in the years to come this will be a classic. I feel like I hope it so. has some legs. It's it's got some stain pow- power. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's like do you ever just watch a movie and you immediately know like I'm pretty sure this one's going to stick around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know? This is one one of those movies. It's one that I am often recommending to people that aren't like already huge horror mm-hmm. fans and they're like, you know, what yeah. what what should I watch? And I'm like, well, this is on Netflix and it's easy and it's really good, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. go watch it. At least it was on Netflix, I assume it's still there, but um, I don't know. The, the Blu-ray is really cheap, but yeah, it's like $10. It's really cheap out there. Yeah. Um, really solid. Really solid. Last Decade was really good in general. I think we're still too close to it to like have really strong mm-hmm. feelings about it, but I have a feeling in like 10 years we're going to look back and be like, well, Jesus Christ, that was, you know, yeah. amazing. I, I mean, but I there know. have been quite a few films that I can list that yeah. I've thought, you know, this is going to be around for a bit. I don't yeah. think it's going yeah. anywhere. And right. some of those I'm pretty happy about. And who knows what this decade's going to be. I don't know if we're going to get more crazy shit like Malignant or if we're going to go back to the, you know, more serious-minded stuff. We'll see. Who knows? All righty. Well, do we got a couple... What are they called? Overlooked gems? There we go. Overlooked um, nuggets. Yes. Overlooked nuggety gems. Mm -hmm. Um, What am I going to pick this week? You know, because it's coming out on Blu-ray, I'm going to pick something called House of Death, which is also known as Death Screams. Oh, right. Neither are very good titles. Um, So like 79-ish? No, it's uh, 81 or 2, I think. Okay. I believe. Um, It was shot in, I think, North Carolina. And it's uh, it's coming out on Blu-ray from Arrow. Yeah, and uh, the tape's been very hard to find for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. It's basically like your typical like small town slasher movie. There's not much really to it, but it's got a lot of fun like local color and it's sort of um like just a lot of really oddball characters that are kind of interesting to watch. And that's really why I would recommend it. Also has a very strange, insane last act where like all the shit goes down it's one of those movies where not much really happens for most of the runtime until the last yeah. act and then it's just insanity it's like that so person dies that one dies it's an, like it's an early a24 film is what you're saying <laughs> with a little less pedigree maybe <laughs> a little less to say about the world we live say. in maybe but sure yeah let's let's go this with is that. the one that our, our friend raymond likes so much right i keep yes them, yes them post about this yeah yeah yes raymond loves it Loves yes. it, loves it, loves it. Super fan of that movie. Yes. Well, I'll I'll check out the Blu-ray when it's out and uh, see it in pretty 
crystal clear. I got another throwback one that I watched last year when I was in full out. I mean, I'm still in pandemic mode, but uh, went there and watched a lot of older ones last year. This was um, Hangover Square. It's from 1945. Um, it's got this composer, George Harvey Bone, who wakes with no memory of the previous night and a bloody knife in his pocket. And he worries that he has committed a crime. I wonder why. Uh, mm. On the advice of this doctor, he agrees to relax and he goes to a music performance of a singer. Um, he's really riveted by her and becomes kind of obsessed with her. And he's going to write songs for her rather than his own concerto. And uh, he becomes really jealous and controlling of her. And just uh, a lot of stuff just goes wacky and all over the place. It's, it's very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing where he has this kind of dual personality sort of thing. And uh, some like proto psycho vibes too, which is kind of the obsession and how he conducts himself. And uh, um, Linda Darnell has all these like saucy cabaret numbers, which is really fun for like <laughs> this kind of thing. And uh, the, has this really crazy ass climax, and I, I won't say too much about it, but it just uh, it's nuts. It's a, you know it's it's uh, code era, so I mean there's not like a lot of gore or anything, but it's just so wacky that like I. It, kept my attention for um this era too it's not it's not like something like cat people where it's like so tense and everything this is just like very strange like for this era so it's it's worth checking out for that reason yes 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 so check those out as always Mm -hmm. and uh we got one more witch movie left this month yeah you know as always you can find us on facebook and twitter at hohh podcast and instagram at homos and haunted hill you can leave us a review on itunes we would love that thank you to those who have Mm -hmm. you can find us on letterboxd and uh, we are everywhere, you know? Let's see if there's anyone on Patreon you want to do a shout-out to. How about... I don't think we've done Matthew McHenry, who is one of our Cult of Isaac members. Um, I see Matt on social media, too. So thanks, Matt, so much. Thank you, Matt. For your support. The Cult of Isaac grows every day. Please consider yes. joining us, everyone. Join us behind those Join rows us. of corn <laughs> and intrigue. Yeah, and corn and intrigue. That's what our yes. uh, uh, new headline is. Yeah. Corn and intrigue. Corn and intrigue. <laughs> intrigue and corn. Corn and intrigue, yeah. I think I saw that quote on one of the Children of the Corn sequel boxes uh, back in the day. And it was know. not too intriguing. Corn oh, wow. and intrigue from the Poughkeepsie Times. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, oh, you know, Lord. we'll talk to you next week. Please don't. Got another vengeful witch coming from you, if that helps Uh figure it out. out, (laughs) Watch out. So uh, grab your cauldrons and uh, shrouds and, you know, do a protection spell because you never know what could happen. You never know on this haunted hill of ours. Nope. We never sleep, as we said. (laughs) Mm -mm. I feel like it sometimes. Yeah, I I sleep, but I don't feel like I did. (laughs) I don't feel like I did, so, yeah. I can relate to Samara. I'm like, girl, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it understand the pain all right see ya y'all bye bye